on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, it's been a difficult few months for Newark Athletic Club star cross-country runner Joseph Monk. So, it's with great credit to him that he's coming to Sport HQ to talk all about it. We catch up with Not Fast Dave and have the first ever show and tell from Tony. And yes, I've got no idea either. But first, it's the headlines. Collingham Football Club beat Phoenix 3-1 at Station Road last night to maintain third place in the Central Midlands North Division. Five points behind leaders Clay Cross with one match in hand. Four New York Striders ran the St Valentine's 30k at Stamford. A tough, hilly event with Jan Bailey the first orange shirt home followed by Simon Roberts, Philippa Clark and our very own Stacey Atkins. Newark Flow Surf's seven-goal haul on Saturday took them to 103 league goals. That's five off being England's highest-scoring Step 6 club. And they've also announced two new signings. Goal-scoring midfielder Sean Woolley has joined from Ingalls, while long-term target Ryan Thompson has arrived from Grantham Town via Harrowby. The British University Fencing Championships took place on Sunday with 115 competing in the men's foil. James Rutherford won all five of his pool matches, including the 5-3 victory over Chris Lennon, the silver medalist at last weekend's Merseyside Open. It was very frustrating then to beat in the next round by fellow GB junior squad member and sparring partner from his club at Sheffield Buccaneers, Alexander Jones. Meanwhile, Ed Howlett was part of the King's School London's comprehensive de- demolition of their nearest rivals in the Southern Top Division, they beat Hertfordshire University with Ed, of course, in a starring role. Former Newark Rugby Club player Johnny Law is part of a squad chosen for the England Under-18 training camp ahead of matches against Scotland and France. And the Newark Park Run enjoyed the sunshine and another large turnout, including visitors from London, Boston, Exeter, Ipswich and Birmingham. Celebrating his 50th Park Run was Paul Reid, while Keith Measures achieved his 200th part run. And the news we brought you last night, I'll say it again, is the wonderful news that the Rick Lane Junior Sports Person of the Year, Olivia Whitelaw, has been chosen to represent Great Britain at the forthcoming Dressage International to be held at Keogh in Bedfordshire in March. Lots of news there, Mr Smith, for you. Um, yeah. We mentioned Olivia last night, absolutely fantastic. Um, add to that list, Johnny Law, um, come from the come through the ranks at, at Newark. Um, yeah, Grantham lad went to King's School at Grantham, but uh, a Newark rugby player come through the ranks and is is in the squad of forty two. That's going to be whittled down to twenty two for the matches against France and Scotland. So again, Newark rugby club. We talked about Maddie Cross last night. Yeah, I mean, and what, again we're talking about Newark rugby club. What, what a fantastic club! When I came down here thirty plus years ago. Newark was the best junior rugby club in the East Midlands by far. 
and and nothing's changed. They're still producing superb people, not just players, superb people, and uh, they can feel very, very proud of themselves. But I, I went to training last night, and um, I... Six minutes past seven. Our, our t I just have to correct you with one of our signings. It's Riley. R Is it? R-Y-L-E-Y. Okay. Right. 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 Riley Thompson. Right. And both Riley and Sean looked very, very sharp. We're on first name terms already, are we? I, I, I call him Riles and uh, Wolsey. Oh, you know. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And, 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 and with um, Miss Whitelaw getting called up for GB, what a tremendous thing for Rick Lane and his family. As I say, I know somebody who would have been very proud. You know? That, Rick, wouldn't they? That basically yeah. the winner of the award named after... One of the town's heroes, when you talk about humanity, one of the town's heroes has been pitched for GB. Wow. Magic. And, of course, Warwick was the um, the first one to find Olivia when it comes mm. to, to, to media. So, that was... Uh, yeah. He, 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 as you say, he would have been so, so proud. And Warwick's first love when it comes to sport um, was always cricket. He's That was... Number one, top of the list. Exactly, yeah. Cricket, any chance to watch cricket. He would have been there. And you know how we are, England are the best one-day international side in the world? Well, we only need 361 to beat the West Indies. Daddle. Um Chris, Ga <laughs> Chris Gale was finally out for 135. And in that 135, he hit 12, 12 sixes. In his ton... There was 55 dot balls, he ran one, two, <laughs> and there was nine sixes. And chatted up seven female reporters. <laughs> and, uh, they managed to lose, and they managed to lose five balls <laughs> over the top of the stand. It's a good job he's retired, they can't afford to keep him. They hit a world record 23 sixes um, <laughs> in the innings, and Gale was dropped twice on nine and 124. Well, he only needs three comebacks to beat Sinatra, doesn't he, as well? You know, he's, he's record-breaking all the way, is that kid? Well, I think he's actually retiring, isn't he, after the World Cup, apparently? Yeah, but he's retired five times so far, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, we've argued this countless times, and we will continue to argue it countless times. That's not my style of cricket. It's Maybe it's wonderful to watch, but, you know, it's a ton including 55 dot balls, nine sixes, and he only ran one, two. <laughs> Come on, that's not cricket. <laughs> Jeffrey could have hit, Sir Jeffrey could have hit a ton, and 99 of them would have been in singles. Yeah, but the thing is Called about... placement. The thing is about one day cricket is that Jeffrey would have taken 99 days to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I know what you're saying, and I can cope with one day cricket. I can't, just can't cope with the circus cricket. Hmm. It's, it's 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 obviously not for old people. Cut, cutting, <laughs> cutting. You've got a you've got the first in a series of what you've christened show, show and, and tell. tell. Oh yeah, of, of which has got <laughs> the public of Newark completely mesmerised. Yeah. It's got the presenter of this show completely mesmerised. But uh, we'll find out at about quarter two, ten to eight. What um, show and tell? Is all about. I'm I see you've got webcams all over the studio. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it to myself. Yes, that's not the word I'm using, but um, <laughs> we will see. Um, I can't quite remember what it was, but I've no doubt I'll make something up. 
As oh. I say, we're going back to the advertising as, days. As a good journalist would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> never let the facts, you know. Well, it's never bothered you in the past. No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the 2019 cross-country season has not gone well for Joseph Monk. If you remember, Joseph was a regular in the studio 12 months ago when he was doing absolutely fantastic. Everything he touched or more to the point and ran turned to gold. But we've always said sport is very cruel mm. and one fantastic season does not mean the next one is going to be the same joseph got a very bad bout of the flu um around christmas time and to be honest he's still not recovered um he's had his injuries and the worst of the of the lot granddad passed away and that is just you know to lose a granddad that was just that is the worst of the lot mm. so the lad has been through it in the last two or three months so it's absolutely with great credit fantastic credit that he's actually coming to the studio tonight so and right. he's willing to talk about it because it's easy to talk about winning and being a superstar it's not as easy to what he's going to tell us in the next 10 minutes mm. so Joseph, thank you so much for coming in. The whole of Newark Sport is with you, and, you know, we're desperate for you to get back fit and rearing to go again. Just tell us what went wrong. So, I could probably say it started on the first mini-league at Retford on the 23rd, and it that, that, was, that was fine, and... Probably when it all started going wrong was when I broke my wrist, actually, um, playing table tennis. <laughs> uh, so, there was a national relays uh, that weekend, but we pulled out as it was still a little bit painful. Uh, the following weekend was a double cross-country weekend, so on the 10th and 11th of November. And there was the North Midlands race, and... During the race, I suffered, I could feel heel pain going, like, not even 100 metres into the race. I could feel heel pain. Um, so then we later found out that uh, that was um, Severs. But before then, we did the mini league. Uh, You're all right, don't, don't, uh... Okay. <laughs> yep. He's, uh... He's just, um... Getting himself back, um, back together again. Um... So, then we had the qualifiers for schools. And, uh, my dad didn't know whether I should have done it because my, my severs still hadn't fully recovered. So, we did it anyway, and it was fine. I came first, um, but then because I got the injury whilst doing North Mids, and I wasn't doing that well in North Mids anyway, we decided not to do the North Mids, and then that brings us up to where I had the flu. And the flu basically finished the season. Yeah. Completely. Let let let's um, talk about the injuries. We'll come back to the flu in a minute. Let let's do the injuries. Are you physically? fit injury wise now 
Yes, I should should be physically fit. <laughs> Mum's got her fingers crossed, by the way. <laughs> um, but then, was it Christmas time you, that you got the flu? Yeah. Uh, I think it was... When was it? Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Now, what was you doing on Boxing Day to get the flu? I did a... Uh, no, a park run. It's a park run, you see. There you go. We'll blame the <laughs> yeah. We'll blame the park run on on Christmas Day for that. But it wasn't just a normal cold, was it? This is this lady yeah. alone. Well, it started off thinking it was a normal cold, and it evolved into making me want to stay in my pajamas all all day. So and, and that and that for a sort of Christmas for a lad of your age is not, you know, it just doesn't happen, does it? No, it doesn't happen. Uh, and you've only today been to the hospital to have some blood tests because you still don't feel how you should feel. Yeah, feel sometimes drained. But when I'm running, drained, tired, sluggish. Um, I feel like I have to work really, really hard to get nowhere. So, so let's just bring bring mum into um, in into the conversation because. Mum's also sort of newer KC through and through, and she, she looks after all the juniors. And it's credit that she's been out there do, doing it week in, week out. But um, it's also a worrying time for the for you and your husband as well, isn't it? Because he, yes, he, anybody can get injuries. We know people can get injuries, yeah. but this flu should have gone away by now. Yeah, and you look at injuries and you think, you know, have a couple of weeks off, or and, and it's going to go away. And I think we all thought the flu, once the flu symptoms had gone, he might feel a bit tired to start with, but then ultimately start to get back sort of the pace that he was. Um, and I think it took us all by surprise at how long it's taken and that we're still not really back where we want to be or anywhere near where we want to be. So, yeah, it's not been a good time. So today's trip to the hospital is... For a blood test, yeah. really, to find out what's going on. Yeah, if there's anything there that medication could sort out. There's a deeper meaning to why I'm not feeling right when I run. Yeah, I mean, as a, I used to run, well, still do run, but not like him, <laughs> <laughs> um, and suffered from anemia quite a lot. So whether there's any of that going on, which obviously is going to make you feel tired and not able to run to the sort of speed and the, the ability that you did before, so... In some ways, we, we talked about this last night, we want there to be a reason, but we don't, because if, if, if it's just naturally over time going to get better and we've just got to be patient, then we'll go with that. But if there's something that we can treat as well, it's, you know, it's what, what's the best answer, I think, I and we'll go with whatever we're told. <clears throat> you need to know if there is a reason, yes, don't you? I think that's yes. what it, it boils down to, it, because yeah. the longer you leave it and you don't know... Yeah, it's just um, frustrating. And It is so frustrating. Yeah. Joseph, do you... Do you have you been out on... I, I know you did the fourth round of the mini-league a couple of weeks ago, and we'll talk about that after half past seven. Have you been out on the track pushing yourself, or do you feel that I don't want to run at the moment? It, it depends. I've tried to go really hard, and I do feel like I'm, I'm going hard, but again, it just it's just like races where I feel I'm working quite hard and not really doing going as fast as I really want to in training and in races as well. 
it uh, it needs it needs it needs sort sorting out. Tony, I know we all go through bad spells, but when you're on such a high after last season and at such a young age as well, it's very hard to take and it's very hard to want to continue doing your sport and it, again total credit to joseph he's still in there and he's going to beat it yeah i mean um it's it's not just sport that's a very cruel mistress because life can be pretty tough as well and um you know i mean i um i didn't really um do an awful lot of running um when i first came to newark but then i saw the um the newark half marathon and thought oh i'd like a go at that and then um, I actually worked uh, out of town. I worked uh, for the Barnsley Chronicle as, as deputy sports editor while I, I first lived in Newark and, and commuted every day. And then uh, I got the job as sports editor at the Newark Advertiser. So I had a big super-duper Peugeot car and I was able to sell that. And instead of going to um, North Wales camping on holiday, which we were planning to do, uh, myself and my new wife uh, were able to sell this super duper car and pay for a holiday to the Algarve. And on the last day, uh, on the Friday when I was in the Algarve, um, I went on a water slide. I was due to start work at the advertiser on, on the Monday when, when we got home. And I went on a water slide and brought me back. And um, so that put a quicker end to my uh, potential running career. But fortunately, the two vertebrae that I fractured, it was a millimetre away from the spinal cord, and otherwise I'd be in a wheelchair. So I was able to recover sufficiently so that the following year, uh, 12 months later, I completed the Newark Half Marathon for the first time. And it was just a fantastic achievement, personally, because I was so close to sort of ending any form of physical, you know, sort of running in my life. And when, you, when you're gifted with a great talent and you go on and win things, your gold medals still mean a heck of a lot to you. And you go, wow, look what I've done. But you kind of take it for granted because you're that good anyway. If you come back in the face of adversity and achieve things then, you treasure that so much more because you think, yeah, hey, stuff you've, stuff you've fate. Look what I've done. I think what he's trying to say is, Joseph, is that next season, yeah, you will be back. We're and, all and it'll mean totally, so much more it, to it, you. Yeah, because you, you can, you haven't got to prove it to anybody, but you can prove it to yourself. And, and we know you're going to be back. Coming up next, not past Dave. Then we're going to talk about the the mini league at uh, and Newark and the cross country. A relatively quiet week on the running front again, um, but. They was out and about running and NotFast was out in force at one certain event and to tell us all about it, NotFast Dave himself. Dave, welcome back to Radio Newark Sport. Evening, Mick. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, uh, it was a relatively quiet week by your standards. It, it was, yeah, yeah. And um, we're going to find that um, coming up to what, what, what feels like spring now, but coming up to spring in the next few weeks, we're going to... We should start seeing a, a busier and busier schedule, um, which is good. So, last week, last week, where were we? So, we had 41 club members over four different park runs. Uh, personal bests for Eva Martha, uh, Diane Kennett, Rachel Sheldrake, Faye Patterson and Kelly Dowling. We also had a, uh, a big group of our joggers and plodders uh, turning up for the park runs, a lot of them the first time. 
So well done to all of those. Now, further afield, uh, on Sunday, we had five members at the Stanford Valentine's Day, Valentine's 30 kilometer. Quite a hilly one, uh, more undulating, lovely weather for it. Damien Davis was first back for the club in two hours, 1.37, followed by Stephen White in two hours, 45.34. Janet Davis, uh, two hours, 50.14. Claire Wood, two hours, 53.45. And Bonnie Tinsley in three hours, 38.36. Now, also on Sunday, uh, it was the last of the four East Midlands cross-country races. That was at West Park in Long Eaton. We had 23 members um, turn up. It was approximately 5.7 kilometres for the ladies and 8.5 for the gents. Now, 23 members. I'm not going to go through all the results, um, but for a lot of them, it was the fourth of the four. Um, so quite a few of the members did all four in the series. And, and we tend to find that with with, with the members of NotFast. They um, tend to commit to doing all four and same when summer league um races come up i think they start in june and a lot of members do all all four uh, and obviously ones that float of so we we host that event um so it's a good turnout by the entire club now coming up um this weekend honestly mike i don't think there's much happening this weekend i think the main event that a lot of people are looking forward to is next weekend which is the um the beaver challenge race and um don't know if you've heard of that one. I'm sure you have. We have, most certainly, yes. Yeah, which I found out today is actually um, is ranked number seven on um, Red Bull's Marathons of the UK, would you believe? Well, it's certainly scenic enough. It certainly is, yeah, and it's, it's hilly enough in places. Now, I'm in doing the 15-mile um, race, but I know a few of the um, a few of the NotFast members and certainly a few of the Striders members are going for the full 26-mile hilly very muddy, very scenic race. Well, it's supposed to be a dry week leading up to it, so that that is a step in the right direction, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. There's something, something sadistic about looking forward to a very muddy race, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, and, and, from, and from not fast down from Striders, I, I, I can believe that. I, I, yeah. I really can. <laughs> so uh, we'll make you work very hard then to find something to tell us about next Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday is obviously going to be fairly easy for you. It is. Assuming it is. you've I'll, recovered uh, in time. Uh, maybe. I, I hear it's one, a good one for uh, cake and sweets and bits and bobs at the, uh, at the break areas. So, if anything, I'll be talking about that. I haven't found a not-fast event yet that's not good enough for cake and sweet. I do find out, though, Dave, or I was told um, the other day, and um, I will be corrected if I'm wrong on this, there's no not-fast 10K this year. There is no not-fast 10K this year. There is not. Um... Quite a few reasons for it. I think one of the main ones is the uh, road closure. Um, now, we are, as a club, uh, looking to put it on for 2020. Um, so, uh, there's quite a few members uh, interested in stepping up and, and trying to get it back for 2020. But unfortunately, this year, it's just a, it's just a no-go, I'm afraid. So, there's, there's still a lot of local events. Um, obviously, the main one being the New York Half Marathon. Um, so there is certainly a, a lot, of, a lot of things locally that people can look forward to, and it is a, a crying shame that we we can't put it on this year. Um, but sometimes there's reasons out of our control, Mick. Is this what this is one of my sporting highlight day, days of the year? Because one, it's guaranteed to sunshine; it always does. Yes. And yeah. two, to spend the morning in the company of Ernie Clark and doing 
sharing commentary, I say sharing, getting the word in every now and again <laughs> with Ernie, it is just one of those magic, magic mornings. Well, maybe on the day of the, uh, of, of what should have been the 10K, you and Ernie should have a, a one-hour Mick and Ernie show on Radio Newark. Well, I think he'll go along to the rugby club and just put a couple of mics and quite happily chat it as runners or no runners, to be honest. Done. <laughs> we must get that arranged. Dave, thank you so much. Pleasure, Mick. Pleasure Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Wednesday night and not fast, Dave. And yes, there is no not fast 10K, which is very sad, and I really do hope that they get it back because it is part of the Newark running calendar, and it, it, it is sad. Um, all through Joseph's injuries and his illnesses... Um, he, he seemed absolutely intent on completing the Knotts Mini League. That was sort of prime, I'm going to do it, whatever, I'm going to get out there and do it. Or well, that seemed to be the case to me. So can we go right back to when to Retford, when you said it all sort of first, um, first started? And can you remember, because Retford always is the first of the Knotts mini winter mini league generally in temperatures of 20 degrees plus in t-shirts and, <laughs> and shorts um and that's another one where the sun always shines um can you remember how you did on on, on that one because that was round one yeah. day one yeah so i came third on that one and because it's the first one i think there's usually so if you have all your like rivals that you always know and then it's always they're always always they're all always there because it's the first one and it's always shines and shining. Now, I, I remember, I, I'm sure it was Dad that was telling me that um, the lad that was going to go ahead and, and win the thing was by far and away in front of everybody else. But he thought you could catch the second who yeah. finished on that day. He was in your size. And, and I'm absolutely sure a fully fit Joseph, he would have been in in your sights. But that obviously wasn't to be the case. And we'll move on to to round two, which was at Newark. Yeah. Uh, and, and we always... And where it sunshines at Retford, it does the opposite when it's at Newark. It, it was wet and it was foggy and it was a typical autumnal day. It, it really was. Um, how did you get on at Newark? So I came first on that one. Which you're quite happy about, obviously. Quite happy about. <laughs> you're too modest, that's your trouble. See when it comes naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first in that one. Um that was an absolute wonderful achievement. And there was no problems there, was there? You you actually romped it. It it, it was it looked easy. Yeah, it, it was quite I I enjoyed it because it was it was it wasn't like I was really, really, really working hard or pip someone at the end. It was, it was nice to, 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 to do it. And I do look back on that now to remember what it's like. That was the highlight of the season, yeah, wasn't it? As it yeah. turned out, that was the highlight, the highlight of the season. Then round three is is Mansfield. What did you, did you do, Mansfield? So yeah, I did Mansfield, but that was kind of a mashup of still had the. A uh, splint on my wrist, and I had, uh, I still had pain in my heel, which was the day after I got the pain. So mixed with that, I got came seventh on that one. Which, which looking back at it and knowing what you know now, 
it wasn't a bad effort, was it? No. You know, it, it really was. It, it, it really was. And then you see this cast on your wrist would have weighed you down. That that would have made you go so much slower because of the extra weight you was carrying. Yes? Oh, I think cast have moved on these days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd use it as an excuse, wouldn't you? <laughs> Dragging that bed along behind you didn't so, help. a third, a first, and a seventh. And now the flu the feeling lethargic not not feeling up for it did you ever think that you wasn't going to go and not bother with round four at rushcliffe or was it always in your mind with whatever mum and dad said i'm going well i i've always despite whatever's going to happen i always want to do mini league because i enjoy it so much and i and i was actually when it came to it i was fine to do it so i was just happy to do it and i wanted to do it just like normal almost so i came second on that one and i remember after that i made sure that i uh from that point i was looking forward to this last race because i thought i had a chance to come first because uh one person was on five and i was on six so if i beat them i would have won so that really got me the adrenaline and i really wanted to do well work hard in training over those last couple of weeks to get to that point and and do really well how hard was that race at rushcliffe for you how how did you feel how did your body feel was it uh, what was it I think what I'm trying to say, it, did you have to really push yourself to get round? Yeah, because it just it didn't feel right to to not do as well as I want, and I when when I when I don't do as what I want to do, it it makes me do worse because it's the, I just don't like not being where I want to be in a race, so I just had to do what did and came ninth in that one and at the end of the day that got you a bronze, a, a, medal. A bronze medal which you know under the circumstances is one heck of an achievement just you know i mean tell me you've raced through the pain barrier you've raced with a broken wrist you've, you've raced with <laughs> a bad ankle which i'm sure can't be easy um and you're still not over about the phone at the end of the day you walk away with a bronze medal. I tell you what, I'd be so proud. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a bronze medal in those circumstances is worth gold, isn't it? You know, it's it's, it's an absolutely superb achievement. What, um, Mum? Just grab that round there. Um, uh, you and and Dad. It was. Um, was there any ever doubt he was going to race at Rush at Rushcliffe? There was right up until the last minute. I think we talked about it because it was about do you run knowing you're not going to do as well as you should and will that mess with his head a little bit or do we think we might have recovered more than perhaps you don't know how how close you're going to be to it he wanted to run so and we because we manage the team we're going anyway so we tend to in situations like that see how he feels in the warm-up let him decide and then go with it. Which is, which I'm, is, 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 is 
got to be it's got to be the, the, the best way yes. and Joseph says it was a struggle it must have been a struggle you must you you must have felt for him running around yeah i mean we watched and bearing in mind everything that's happened since christmas to watch him on that one actually he did actually look like he'd started to get a bit of spark back although it clear being in ninth position rather than first second or third wasn't where he wanted to be but you could see there was a little bit more i don't know acknowledgement that it was going to return at some point but yeah it's not nice to to watch when you know normally he's further up the field than that but there's next year there always isn't you know this is where we started all this nobody ever goes for a sporting career without injury or illness you've just got to beat it yeah you've just got to be there and you've got to beat it and that's exactly what he's doing let's talk um let's talk mini league because you are the the manager (laughs) of um of the mini league um I, i think it's one of winter's wonderful wonderful events and there's always fantastic turnout whichever whichever leg it, it, it is i tend to try and do at least at least two of them um yes that is supporting yes i'm supporting from the car with the window up and the heater on no standing <laughs> on the hillside actually especially at retford especially at retford um it, it's um it's a cracking event and, and it does get the youngsters out. Obviously, there's more of the home clubs at their own events. We know that. I think for the Rushcliffe one, you only took about we seven. We got which down to bit, seven, and I think which was disappointing. It, it was disappointing. I'm hopeful that with the new track, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, there's more people, more yeah. youngsters joining. And it's it's half the time, and I think I've said this to you before, it's about making them the believe that just taking part in a cross-country race is no different to coming to training you, you're not you know why not give it a go and i think that's going to be sort of our work over the next few weeks and months is to convince people to just have a go just to get out there and yeah. run in public and represent the club. yeah and represent yeah. and represent the club like in any sport um the star man's on the sideline injured and um, is not the focal point yeah. always somebody steps up to the mark and this year um, two names that I've sort of really found is Josh Clee yeah. and Riley Picker. Yeah. Riley, I mean, Josh has been in, in on the scene yeah, for a while, yeah. but Riley has sort of hit the athletic club and hit it hit it strong. Yeah, he, he, we spoke to his parents, and we've, we've always talked about Riley in terms of Joseph would pick running over football. Riley was always the other way, and he probably still is if he's listening. He probably still is football first, and running and his parents said look he's quite good at this running thing we ought to take him down to the club and see what he can do and and i think they 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 as a family have absolutely loved watching him just come in come third every time he turns up with what looks like little effort so um i think from next year when he moves up to the same age group as joseph we're going to have a strong team because like i say with josh as well we'll have three players uh, three runners that are going to be making up a decent team i think because you have to have, is it three in the team yeah. to score points? whereas normally, yes. I mean, a couple of years ago it was just Joseph, and then with Josh there as well, we've had had two. Sometimes the odd other person would turn up, but if you haven't got a full team, you end up getting a random big number added to your score because you haven't got the team out, whereas I think next year we'll be in a good place. 
Yeah, it, it, it already it's my fortune, isn't it? Do you think mm. of that? Those, but, those three. You know, we don't know what's around the corner. We thought we were going to have a good season this <laughs> well, year. Exactly. So never say. <laughs> no, no. Let's, let's, let's get be realistic. Um, <laughs> I've named a couple. You, you, you've got. Some yeah, more Josh. Names. As well, you mentioned Josh. Um, he's very much. He, he loves his running, but he, he does a lot of the field events as well. So it'll be quite good to watch him this <laughs> when we go to track and field and see what comes from that um again they will all move up to being the top age of that group so i think yeah josh is one to watch for definitely over track and field he's done well in the cross country as well um a name i think we'll keep seeing and then for the girls zoe smith i sort of mentioned her before she's done every single mini league cross country track and field and sports hall for 2018-19 that's one heck of an achievement isn't yeah. it yeah she doesn't like cross country and she came over the line at Rushcliffe and said, that's it, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> you know, but she did it. She turned up with a cold and ran. She, she's, you know, she, she doesn't enjoy it one bit, but she'd set herself a goal to, to do all of the events and uh, I think that's pretty good. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. What, what the, the twins tell us, and, you know, we love talking to the twins on a Tuesday night, even if it wasn't quarter to eight last night because those babysitting or something and whatever it was. Um, but they, in in their words, on a Tuesday night up the Grove, you used to get sort of 10, 12, 14 people, and now there are hundreds, um, which I'm maybe or maybe not. But there are lots of people, lots. Um, You've probably got a better idea than me, Joe. Yes, let, let's just move, um, move the old mic 70, back around. At least 70? Yeah. I think track is just a, a way to make the club big because we are probably the smallest club. and all. So if the cl- the track gets more people coming and then more coaches to come and it makes the club bigger. So I don't know how many people go... There's lot. There's numbers skyrocketed since once we got the track. So, well, I say at least fifty people every single time. If there's all all sessions going on at once, it gets a bit manic. But, <laughs> but it, it, it's it, it's much better that way than sort of half a dozen of you there, isn't it? I yeah. mean, this could be the making. It should be the making. Tony, it's got to be the making of Newark Athletic Club. I mean, they're a fantastic club. Don't, I'm not saying yeah. they're not. They are a fantastic club, but this is a once-in-many-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, as I've, as I've said on several occasions, it's, 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 uh, it's remarkable what has been achieved by the club when you consider what facilities they did have. And now this fantastic facility at uh, Elm Avenue can only enhance the success of the, of the club but I actually said this at a sports awards last year and I didn't realise the dignitary was from <laughs> the lady was actually in charge of providing the facilities in Nottinghamshire and I said despite the rubbish that Newark AC have got to train on they've done so well yeah she'd never been back since that day no um, <laughs> I'm surprised I have never no no I'm <laughs> quite happy anybody that would champion Newark sport but mum it, it, it's from your point of view, um, from Newark AC's management point of view, yeah. it really is the chance in a, a lifetime to... Yeah. Because Gareth tells us that some of the facilities you've got there are the only ones in Nottinghamshire. Yeah, I 
didn't know that till I was listening to one of your shows and he said that. But yeah, they're actually better than like you say. Better than all they had. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy, really, it's, isn't it's it? It's fantastic that all of a sudden people are going yeah. to be coming to <laughs> to Newark instead of Newark having a home meeting at Cleethorpes or Berry Hill, yeah, Berry Hill or wherever Newark has to have home meeting. I mean that. <laughs> I know. I'll come to back to Joseph because jo- Joseph's love is cross country. I know that. But he's got, surely, even Joseph, with his cross-country love, wants to be involved in the first summer meeting ever to be held in Newark in the last countless years. Yeah, that's going to be a good day. Uh, uh, I don't know when... I I think... Gareth's got June or something pencilled in, I think. Yeah, I think there's some school... Nottinghamshire Schools event happening at Newark um, this year, but I think the club's first one won't be till the following year. Right. I understand. I might be wrong. They'll know more than me. But, you know, linking it to the um, completely different, really, but the junior park run and the numbers they've been getting there, you'd hope that a lot of the children that just try running, do you know what, I could, <laughs> I might join Newark Athletic Club now because it has actually got a track. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, before it'd be like, well, they run around the Newark Academy field, you yeah. know. Why yeah. would I pay to do that? I'm not saying... But now know, they're in but, the spotlight. Yeah. What's the track like, Joseph? Is it uh, is it a good one to to have a run on? Yeah, and I think it's good that we don't do it twice a week because you don't need a track twice a week. But, yeah, it is a high-quality track. It's not fully finished yet, building. There's still grass to grow in. And it's still still haven't fully taken in because we've still got... With the only, we've only used the track for running around it and then got long jump as well, but nothing else is really set up. So it's not even at its full potential yet and already people are running into come come summer because i know you're a winter runner but come summer and let's just assume that you're back to your best what do you want to do in the summer as regards athletics so obviously i want to do the longest distance which right now is 1500 and then it it really depends on whether i need to or not i do like doing long jump as well and some t- we used to do some sprints some like uh, i used to do 150 meters but i didn't really enjoy it so probably only those two but mostly the running the running is important so i've got no doubt gareth is listening to this so there you are gareth long long jump and 1500 meters put joseph's name down for it and um, we'll come back and have another chat about what's coming up in in the summer but um Coming up next, it's something that we're calling it Show and Tell. <laughs> it's on the wireless, so that should be interesting. <laughs> and uh, my script says it must be time for Tony Smith. Yeah, the idea of Show and Tell is basically uh, getting hold of a uh, relevant current affairs sporting story and just discussing it between uh, ourselves and the studio guests. And um, one that I've picked up on this week is um, the funeral of uh, Emiliano Sala on Saturday, uh, well attended by the, um, the 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 great and good of Cardiff City and uh, FC Nantes, and 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 um, you know a, a tremendous tribute to um, a lad who's very very popular both in France, Argentina, and and would I'm, I'm sure have been. Uh, a popular figure in South Wales, but the the, the thing that I still that rankles with me 
is that David Ibbotson has, has, has still not been found. And I just wonder whether it's like sort of, they found the football, they found the great hero, hooray! If I was David, David Ibbotson's family, if, if, if I was his son or his, um, you know, sort of brother or his, 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 uh, his wife, I would be very, very upset that they think, right, well, great, we found the bloke that matters. What's, what, what, I'm not sure because I, I don't read the news as I should. I just read the sports pages, but is the search still on for this guy? Because he's also, you know, part of the story that seems to be now sadly being forgotten. Well, the the um, the Coast Guard called a search off after three days for both of them, didn't they? And it was a private search for the yeah. plane that that found um, that, that that found the plane, the Coast Guard and the lifeboat people. After three days of nothing, then th there is no chance of them being alive, and that's where, and that's when they yeah. they called. It called it off and you, you I mean you are quite right uh, um but knowing the sea like i know it david's innocent body could be over yeah. an, an awfully wide area and you know you you really are going to struggle to find a body that come out of that plane um yeah that's, that's, i think it's tremendously sad because it, 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 i mean the, the old the old episode hmm. is so is so sad and what I, I hope it doesn't get now and brought in, in an argument about money. I, that, that, I think that that is a particularly sort of unpleasant side of it. But, um, say, when um, when Emilio's body was found, that was closure for the family. They were then able to sort of take the body away, have it identified, and, and it was him, and then they could have the funeral, and then, you know, pay, pay their respects. And there's a, a certain closure there. Then they can officially mourn. But for the Ibbotson family, you know, the the body's not being returned to the family and they're just left in a limbo that must be even worse than, you know, sort of, you can possibly imagine as anybody... You see, they didn't actually find off. Emilio's... Well, OK, they found the body, but they found the plane and he was in the body. Yeah. So the sonar would pick the plane up. Yeah. But it's not going to pick up... Exactly, yeah, um, yeah sort of a lifeless body on, on the bottom of the earth, which is terrible, but it, it, no. it, it's not. Um, one would guess, and as I say, knowing what I do know around the Cornish coast, that a body can be washed up on the coast at any time. Yeah. But one person that's come out of it with great credit is Neil Warnock. And yeah. he is the, the chalk and the cheese. You would love him if he was on your side, and you would hate him when mm. he's against you, but he's come out of this with great credit. I don't, I don't think anybody could have handled it any better. And uh, I knew him for uh, a number of years while he was at Meadow Lane as manager of Notts County. And um, he was a fella who could be a completely different character from one minute to the next. In that, you know, one minute he'd be laughing and joking and the next he could just turn and, and become a completely different character. But throughout this, he's been consistently brilliant and, and a tremendous credit to himself and to his own family, as well as the Cardiff City family. And I think it's um, absolutely tremendous that, as I say, a Marmite sort of character can come across so well and, and engage the sympathies of an entire nation. There we are, ladies and gentlemen, the serious side of Mr Tony Smith. Thank you for that, Tony. OK. I really do appreciate but I just think, as a final touch, I think um, 
David Ibbotson should be in everybody's thoughts and prayers because, um, you know, it did involve two people at the end of the day. Most certainly, most certainly it, it, it did. Joseph, um, in all this sort of talking of injuries and illness and all things like that, um, you've also broke me, Mike, but don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> a new school to go to as well and then the pressures of a new school. Yeah, new school still biggest thing homework and just getting everything sorted out and just getting ready for it still hasn't properly settled into my brain it's gonna take i don't know probably the next five or six years that you're there to be perfectly honest (laughs) are you enjoying the king's school that that's the main thing because the king's school and sport does always seem to go together yeah and they do have, they are very passionate about sport. Cause every uh, term we have a sports assembly, every sport you can imagine. So it's not like they, I know they're well known for rugby, but it's not like it's just rugby. It, it's it's all the sports that you can you can think of. Let's talk about table tennis for a couple of minutes then, yes. because it, it, it's table tennis that's, that's to blame for a lot of this. Um, <laughs> I, I When I was your age i used to love playing table tennis it, it, it's a wonderful game it's one of those games that's wonderful to play but not to watch oh yeah but to play it, it, it is absolutely wonderful and you you obviously enjoy playing yeah, table tennis. i find it very addictive yes it's very easy to get into as well it's not that you can i only started playing it when we went to kings and started playing it and then just you get hooked by it well that's what i think anyway do, do you remember michael a uh, sports awards evening at the Palace many, many years ago where there was an uh, exhibition game on the stage at the Palace of table tennis where the two guys ended up in the actual wings on the, on the, on the Palace, palace yeah. Theatre stage. Yeah. And that was fantastic. It, it, it is. It's When it's in full flight... Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, <laughs> and they're standing that far away from the table. Are, are, yeah. are you going to... Um, Make the school team then? Are you are you going no, for I'm it? Not that good. <laughs> no? no, not that good. There's lots of people. I don't. I wouldn't say I play it seriously because you play it because you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what you should play sport for, isn't it? Yeah. Because you enjoy it. Yeah. No. Fantastic. It really is. It really is. Mum, I have to say, he sounds in fine form. Yes. Um, he, he really does. Considering, his, yeah. Yes, considering he's a sort of <coughs> probably putting on a brave face for for us tonight as well. I don't know, but um, all you can do now is wait and see if the hospital says yeah. you need some medication or the time. Yeah, to, and we'll have to just to, give it the time that it needs, which can be frustrating. But what can you do? <laughs> you can't do anything, <laughs> can you? You you really have got got to to just to sit back. When you're 12 and you face a situation like that, it feels as though it's the end of the world. But when you get dead old like me and Mick, you realise that there are many, many years ahead to be superb and, and successful at sport. So don't think it's the end. Just go for it. Well fired up and keen for the next time. You you, you will be back. What, one thing that we've sort of brushed over a little bit, but it, 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 I've saved it until until the very end which is the saddest thing of the whole night quite on honestly the day after you run that fourth leg of the um of the cross country league you'd 
buried your granddad. You'd been to your granddad's yeah. funeral. I have to say, young man, to go and run that is the most moving and wonderful thing I've heard in this radio station for an awful long time, and you must be so, so proud, because the easiest thing in the world to do, and I think I would have done it, is curled up on the settee and not want to talk to anybody. You went out there and you ran it, and you ran it for Grandad. And I think, you know, Joseph, you should be so, so proud of yourself, mate, because that is fantastic, and that's why we all love you so much. Mum, say something, because I'm yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he didn't have to go and do that, but there was no doubt in his mind he was doing it, and he was doing it for Grandad, yeah. without a doubt. Because it, that, well, that's the bit he's going to miss, is when things were going well for running, you'd be phoning Grandad to tell him what he'd done. That's what Grandads do. That's what they're for. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be yeah. the hard bit. When we turn this round and start doing good things again, I think that... that will be difficult for a while um, now, that's now the, that's the sort of stuff that makes champions you yeah. can you can still tell him though mate because yeah yeah you can he'll he will be he'll be listening won't he tony yeah i mean that, that, that's the sort of stuff that champions are made of you know just start when when when, when, when you cross the winning line and when you get that gold medal thank you very much <laughs> that's, 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 that's the way to do it granddad that's for you <laughs> now every single race that i do will be for him um, and do my best for him and for myself and for everyone but mostly for him so. it's, it's, it's absolutely I'm, I'm so pleased you've come in tonight um, it, it's not been easy I, I know it's not been easy and when you come in and see us again you'll be have gold medals all right around you know, I know you will um, but and Olympic tickets for us yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> thank you Joseph yeah, thank you thank so you. much thanks mum for allowing him accompanying himself as, as well tomorrow night it's strictly mick and tony as we waltz round the stories and do a other quick, radio stations are available and do a quick step <laughs> and do a quick step through what's on this weekend um yeah a, a light-hearted look at the stories a whinge a moan but it'd be good fun and um we're going to catch you again tomorrow night coming up now of course it's uh what many people including me think is the show of the week it's doug hall's look back at the 60s music that i can remember so um <laughs> doug and the 60s and me listening coming up next we are-